0: Brothers and sisters in Christ, this is another Liberty from Captivity podcast. I am your host, Kelly Ward, and today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. This is episode 10, and it is titled Deliverance Basic Series, Part 7, Deliverance. This podcast should be the second to the last in this series. I have one more planned after this one, and I think I will finally be able to conclude this one. Before I go into the podcast, I want to do a quick recap from the last one, which was episode nine, Inner Healing. I discussed what inner healing is and why it's so important. Namely, it's that demons can attach themselves to soul wounds and memories. These can occur because someone hurt us emotionally or we perceive that they hurt us. The focus on inner healing is considered part of a whole person ministry. It deals with our spirit, soul, and body, but there is an emphasis on the soul. There are many different types of wounds that need inner healing, such as rejection, abandonment, betrayal, bitterness, unforgiveness, trauma, abuse, etc. The enemy can also attack us when we are in our mother's womb. This can occur by the mother's emotions like fear, worry, anxiety, etc. You can be rejected by one or both parents, too, and that will stick to you as well. It can also occur through curses being spoken over you. As we've mentioned before, the enemy never fights fair. The main method of inner healing utilizes Charles Kraft's book, Deep Wounds, Deep Healing. Inner healing starts in the womb and goes up to your current age. Deep inner healing usually takes about one to two hours per session and may take multiple sessions, so it's important to take your time. Following inner healing, it is necessary to retrain your flesh. After all, the enemy trained you to react ungodly, and it may take some time to adjust. Before I get into this podcast, I want to recommend some books that may be really helpful to you. They help me tremendously to learn about the basics of deliverance. The first one is called Pigs in the Parlor by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond. I highly recommend this book as a beginner manual to understanding deliverance. I think it was one of my first books on this subject. The second one is Doing the Supernatural Works of Jesus, written by Everett Cox. I bought this book while I was serving at Deliverance Ministries in Oklahoma City. I will leave links to where you can purchase these in the show description and the blog post on my website. This episode will use concepts from the previous shows in this series. If you didn't listen to them, I highly recommend that you do, because trying to take any shortcuts will likely result in little to no freedom. If you recall from episode two, titled Foundations of Deliverance, which was the beginning of this whole entire series, I used the analogy of painting your house. Basically, the concept is that painting your house is about 80% preparation and about 20% painting. This episode is about doing the 20% part, which may not seem like much, but it is one of the most important parts of the process where the demons leave and you experience a new level of freedom. With that stated, the primary purpose of this episode is about how to cast a demon out and what to expect during the process. Furthermore, the focus here will be on self-deliverance so that you can get free. Perhaps I can do a show that is dedicated to ministering to others as well as to children sometime after I conclude this series. As the Lord leads, of course. Anyway, in episode one... I gave my testimony of how God led me through the process of learning about deliverance and practicing on myself. Every believer needs to know how to do this, even though it's not taught in many churches. Even if you go through a deliverance ministry, which is a good thing, you will most likely find out later that there are other issues that need to be worked on. That was certainly the case for me. I think I've said before that deliverance is like peeling away at the layers of an onion. Even after you have gone through deliverance, you may encounter other issues in your life and you may have other attacks that come that were completely unexpected so you need to know how to fight. And even if you don't understand it all, and I certainly don't, just knowing the basics is quite effective. But knowing the rules of the game and how to play will prepare you for future battles for yourself and others God may have you to minister to. Besides, God gave us the authority and he wants and expects us to use it. That's part of the reason why we don't see many people free, because people are expecting God to just to take care of it, and it doesn't always work that way. In fact, I would say by and large, it usually doesn't. Before I go any further, I want to emphasize that the point of deliverance is freedom from demons, and you will grow in your relationship with God as well. This does not apply to engaging principalities, and I spoke about that in episode 4 titled Your Authority. I want to emphasize to never directly go to war against the principality. Basically, if you had a rule book, the rule book would say that that is out of bounds for us as Christians. I think Dr. Michael Lake from the Kingdom Intelligence Briefing said it perfectly that the angels are assigned to do the air warfare or the air force and we are part of the army where we are doing the, the work at the ground level, which is where the demons are. And I think he's absolutely spot on with that. So this brings to mind the question, what is a demon? Well, in God's kingdom, there is order and authority. This order is exercised on different levels. For example, an archangel is a high ranking angel like Michael who helped Gabriel. You can read Daniel chapter 8, verse 16 and Daniel chapter 10, verses 10 through 14 for further study. The point is that there is a hierarchy in God's kingdom since satan has no original ideas he copies what he knows and so he has his own hierarchy i don't plan on going into much detail here but basically satan is the leader of darkness and below him are principalities and at the very bottom are demons i know there is much more to this but the emphasis here is that we are directly engaging the lowest level spirits that are causing us the problems in the bible demons may be referred to as a demon evil spirit, unclean spirit, familiar spirit, or foul spirit. And there are multiple theories on the origins of demons, which is beyond the scope of this podcast. But just know that we are dealing with the lowest level of the kingdom of darkness, which is where we have the authority. With that out of the way, let's focus on signs of demonic infestation in your life. Demons usually have specific assignments such as lust, anger, hate, pride, etc., If you know which demon it is, or what the fruit of it is, that can be a good starting place to determining how it entered. Be open to anything that the Holy Spirit shows you as well. While this is not an inclusive list, some signs may include persistent emotional problems such as outbursts of anger, depression, anxiety, worry, etc. Knowing that you committed sexual sins such as fornication, adultery, homosexuality, pornography, etc. These are especially problematic if you have persistent and uncontrolled sexual thoughts and abnormal sexual urges that don't go away no matter how hard you try or how hard you pray. Participation in any kind of witchcraft such as Ouija boards, horoscopes, astrology, tarot cards, astral travel, etc. Mental illnesses such as bipolar, manic depression, and schizophrenia. False religions. Cults and secret societies like yoga, Mormonism, Jehovah's Witnesses, KKK, Freemasonry, etc. Being abused or being a victim. Knowledge about the family tree that resulted in generational curses. Word curses. And any kind of persistent ungodly urges or difficulty overcoming in areas of weaknesses. I mentioned a few moments ago about the devil having a hierarchy. Since the kingdom of darkness is organized, there's something that you need to know about the enemy. When dealing with a specific demon, it's highly likely that there are others that accompany them to enforce their stronghold. There is usually what I call a head demon that is the leader of a group of demons that form the stronghold. Basically, they act as a gatekeeper and they usually have some level of authority over the other demons that are under them. For example, The spirit of hate may have a head demon of bitterness, or lust may have a head demon of perversion. But there is no definite pattern on how they may be established in your life. The point is, there may be other demons that may be there and you're not even aware of it. Both of the books I recommended earlier would be really helpful in seeing a list of demons and possible demon groupings. These would be good to use as a start in your own personal deliverance journey. And I want to just add a side note here not to get hung up on demon names. I have seen where some people look up the name of a demon, and that's not really all that important. You can just refer to them as the symptom that is manifesting such as anger or lust. Before going into war and dealing with the demons, I highly suggest making a list of demons and symptoms that you are dealing with. This will be helpful to you so that you can organize on how to attack the enemy. Before engaging the enemy, You should be aware that they will likely fight you because they know that they are already defeated and they want to prevent you from appropriating that fact. For example, they will put up resistance like causing you to not fight at all. And what I mean by that is you might start thinking that you really don't have a problem. So there's no reason to fight the enemy. That is a demonic trick. They may cause you to get into fear or put lies in your mind. They may also distract you. And you may even have some physical symptoms like nausea or pain. So just know that if these things happen, you are at a point where you're ready to engage the enemy, that this is just their trick and you should just keep pressing forward. You also need to know how to engage the enemy. As I spoke about in episode four, you have the authority over them as given to you by Jesus. You can follow the pattern of Jesus by speaking directly to the enemy. You don't pray them away or counsel them out. You use your voice and issue a command just like Jesus did. Here are some examples. When Jesus healed the Gadarene demoniac, the demons begged Jesus not to command them to go into the abyss in Luke and in Mark. Jesus commanded them to leave. Luke chapter 8 verse 31. And they begged him not to command them to go out into the abyss. Notice that the demons understood that Jesus had the authority to command them to leave. Mark chapter 5, verse 8. For Jesus said to him, Come out of the man, you unclean spirit. Jesus also delivered and healed a boy with an unclean spirit. This is when the disciples couldn't cast out the demon, and Jesus had to instruct them that sometimes you have to pray and fast. Mark chapter 9, verse 25. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you to come out of him and enter him no more. In Acts, a girl with a spirit of divination was harassing Paul, and Paul cast out the demon. Acts chapter 16 verse 18, she did this for many days, but becoming greatly troubled, Paul turned to the spirit and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her, and it came out at that moment. As you can see from these verses, you speak directly to the demon and command them to leave. For a practical example, if you are trying to cast out the demon of fear, you can say something like, in the name of Jesus, I command you demon of fear to come out of me. Go in Jesus' name. As you command the demons to go, you may notice physical signs that the demons are leaving. Some of the most common ones are yawning, coughing, and burping. Some people may even vomit. Some people don't feel anything at all. Once they are gone, you usually feel a sense of freedom and relief. Let me give you a final simplified example with all of this information combined. Let's use pornography because it's so pervasive. With pornography, it's multifaceted because not only does it involve lust, but it involves soul ties with the actors as well as addiction. It affects the people around you too, especially if you're married, because it taints your view of what sex is supposed to be within a marriage. And there's likely sexual perversion involved too. There may be many reasons why someone turned to pornography besides lust as well. It can be a way of self-medicating as a result of rejection at some point in somebody's life. So that's how sneaky these demons are. So let me break down a basic process. Document the problem. In this case, it's pornography, lust, sexual addiction, sexual perversion, and rejection. Next, determine what opened the door. You may already know... But start by seeking God. While it can be as simple as lust, there may be other reasons or multiple reasons. In the example I gave, it's lust as well as rejection. Next, repent for pornography, lust, sexual addiction, and rejection. Remember that deliverance is a repentance-based ministry. Since rejection was involved, forgive those who hurt you and bless them. Also, break the soul tie with the person who rejected you. You also want to break the soul ties with the actors in the movies and erotic literature and magazines that you may have read. When breaking soul ties with major relationships, I recommend calling out the person by name. But in the case of pornography, where you don't really know all of their names, just refer to them as actors or pornography actors or something similar. For example, you can say something like, in the name of Jesus, I break all soul ties with all of the pornography actors and people I lusted after in any magazines, movies, websites, erotic literature, etc. Finally, command the demons to leave. Be led by the Holy Spirit on what order to cast them out. If you don't receive anything from the Holy Spirit, that's okay. For me, it was just a trial and error process. And it may be the same way with you. You can cast them out individually, in groups, or you can bind up the demons that you believe are the head demons or gatekeepers first. For this example refer to matthew chapter 12 verses 25 through 30 for more information about binding the strong man or the head demon if you believe there is a head demon like sexual perversion just simply say something like in the name of jesus i bind up the spirit of sexual perversion you want to keep him bound up until all the demons under his command are gone by doing this you weaken his power which will make deliverance from the head demon much easier however Be open to the Holy Spirit as he may lead you to do otherwise. Next, you command the other demons to leave by saying, I command all the demons of lust, pornography, and sexual addiction to come out of me in Jesus' name. Go! Go! Get out of me! You don't have to yell at the demons, but use your voice with boldness and authority. You may start to feel something in your body, like maybe in your midsection, but everybody is different. But keep commanding them to leave. And it's not usually just one command that makes them leave you may have to keep fighting and keep commanding as you do you may feel the urge to cough yawn or burp if you don't feel anything just simply blow through your mouth stay engaged until you feel that they have left or you get a confirmation from the holy spirit then cast out the head demon of sexual perversion that you bound up in the same way you demon of sexual perversion, I command you to come out of me in the name of Jesus. After they leave, engage the next group of demons, if you have divided them up. Again, you can say, in the name of Jesus, I command the demon of rejection to come out of me. Leave me, come out of my body now in Jesus' name. Again, stay engaged until you feel that they have left. After you have done all of that, command the demons connected to the soul ties to go. For example, In the name of Jesus, I command all demons that came in through soul ties to go. Get out of me now. I do want to point out something about after demons leave. Some people command them to go to the feet of Jesus. Others command them to go into the dry places. See Matthew chapter 12 verses 43 through 45 for further study. Still, others command them to go into the abyss or hell. This is based on Luke chapter 8 verse 31 that we read earlier. My opinion is this, I don't think it's scriptural to send them to the feet of Jesus. So that eliminates that option. You can send them into the dry places, but they can try to come back. Therefore, my preference is to command them to go into the abyss or hell. For example, you can say, I command you demon of fear to come out of me and go into the abyss in Jesus' name. Now, some Christians may argue that we don't have the authority to do that. But if Jesus is our example and the demons knew that that was possible, then I say give them a one-way ticket to hell so that they can't come back. So that's what I do. After you have completed this for all the demons that you believe that you have, you will likely feel a lot of relief and peace in your life. That is an excellent sign. By now you may be wondering, what's next? Are we finished? Well, believe it or not, there is just a little bit more to the process, which I plan to cover in the last episode of this series. I plan to discuss what to do post-deliverance, how to maintain your deliverance, and what to expect. After all, the enemy just lost because you went to war against him and he wants to come back in. So in summary, I recommended some basic books on deliverance. Again, they are Pigs in the Parlor by Frank and Ida Mae Hammond and Doing the Supernatural Works of Jesus by Everett Cox. I will leave this information in the podcast notes and in the blog section of my website. The focus here was on self-deliverance and it's usually an ongoing process. So you need to know how to fight for yourself. We covered the fact that demons are at the lowest level in Satan's hierarchy and what signs there may be if they are present in your life. We discussed some basic strategies on dealing with demons, how to engage them, and finally an example. If this show has been helpful to you and a blessing to you, or you have any comments or questions, you can post them directly at www.libertyfromcaptivity.com in the blog section for this episode. Also, if you want to contact me directly, feel free to send me a message in the contact section of my website or send an email to me at kelly at libertyfromcaptivity.com. Have a great rest of the week and God bless you.
1: Right there to guide you, unseen, you're not alone. His light shines on the past. That saves us from our faults and fears, giving us the peace that we so desperately